0: You're listening to Curated Podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham.
1: And me, John Young.
0: We've got Dr. Ian Storey, lecturer in information systems at RMIT. is very kindly returned to the studios of RPP. Good morning, Ian.
1: Thanks very much, Piers. Great to be back again.
0: Yeah, good to have you here. And we've got a few things we want to cover today, and we'll probably break them down into separate interviews. You've got a subject that's kind of close to your heart and close to what you teach your students at RMIT, and this is regarding risk and prospect theory. Can you tell us a bit more about this?
1: Well, I've been teaching information security and teaching the basics of it for, I don't know, maybe over 10 years, maybe 12, 15, something like that. As time's gone on, I realised that at the managerial level, the main issue that we're dealing with is making decisions over risk, so risk assessment. And in fact, I've changed the name of the subject that I teach, so risk features in the name of the subject, whereas previously it was just called information security. Right. The idea here is that anyone anyone with any worth in information security, who's any good, will tell you 100% security is an impossibility. Well, no, it's possible. Put the computer in the ground, make sure there's no electricity connected to it, make sure it's switched off, you know, in a great big bunker. Mm-hmm. So a computer in the hole in the ground is not very accessible. So if you want accessibility, then you're going to have trade-offs mm. because every system is going to be hackable in some way or, or another it's going to be attackable okay so what are the decisions that you make on the basis of you know where is your balance
0: mm.
1: so the decisions as i teach it and as most people talk about it are three or four categories but basically the first category is mitigate do something now mitigate is less than the threat. But there's also a couple of other categories that go along with that, I think. One is transfer, insurance, and another is what they call avoid. Well, hang on. How can you avoid a threat when I just said you don't have 100% security? Well, that usually boils down to cases where the threats are of your own making with features that are insecure. So for example, say you have like a Facebook chat site deep in the heart of a banking institution's computer system. Well, you can actually avoid that threat by just removing, ripping it out. In effect, you're putting it in a hole in the ground, okay? There are some threats, yes, you can get rid of, but you can't have 100% security overall. Mm -hmm. The other option is, it's the reverse of what you think, accept but you're accepting the threat. <laughs> okay, so think of it as don't implement the control, don't implement the security. Right. So why would you do that?
0: I don't know, because you think that you might benefit, you might learn something from allowing the threat yeah. to happen?
1: Yeah, but what the controls have a certain cost mm. and the threats have a certain cost. Mm. So when the, when the threat is very light, mm. but the control costs a lot... Mm. It's not worth implementing. Mm-hmm. There are cases where you will accept and also budget. Right. And One of the hard issues I have is teaching students about budget, but mm. that's another issue. Okay, so decisions involving risk, when to fold and when to hold. Peers, if I toss a coin and it comes up heads and I give you $12, it comes up a tail, you give me 10 Okay, would you accept that bet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing is it works out that a hell of a lot of people don't. And it's a psychological thing. And this goes back to prospect theory. Now, if I was offered that bet at a casino, you wouldn't see me. Mm. I'd be there all day. You're going to make money. Mm. You might have one day where you just lose. And I'm not talking about losing a lot, but just lose. But every other day, you're going to make huge amounts of money. (laughs) So, yes, you, you would take it. And I hasten to add, There's no bet like that at a casino, okay? So blackjack, but then they'll record your face, they'll have facial recognition. God knows what they'll do to you in the basement and all that sort of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You can count cards in blackjack. So a lot of people wouldn't do that. And it's amazing. There's a, a YouTuber, he has a website called Veritasium. Brilliant, brilliant guy, Australian. And he talks about everything. You know, quantum mechanics, big bang, the limits on Moore's law, he is fantastic. He has a really, really good one, which I show my students, on prospect theory. It's not exactly prospect theory, but it's the basics of it. He's in the park, in an Australian park, and he offers people the bet that I just offered you, $12 compared to 10 And most people don't take it. And it's really amazing.
0: So, so people are unnecessarily or unreasonably risk-averse.
1: Exactly. Unreasonably mm. Risk averse, and they damage their own life by being unreasonably risk averse Mm, because they won't take good bets. Mm. It's really interesting to watch these people on this video because they can't understand why they're making that decision and they rationalize it. You know, oh, I don't believe in betting. Well, the chances of loss, and oh, I don't know. You know, we all feel this. It's a well demonstrated psychological phenomenon. They've done experiments where they sit people down and they say, Would you take this bet, like we did earlier? And they find that most people rate losses about twice as much as gains. They feel hurt from loss twice as hard as they feel gain. Hmm.
0: It's the psychology of a missed opportunity and And the sort of realization that afterwards they've it should have been so simple, that kind of thing. why did yeah. I, why did I let that go by?
1: I, I don't know why it is. maybe it's a protection mechanism. Mm. You know, I've tried to come up with evolutionary reasons why it might mm, be. Mm. We protect ourselves from scammers because mm. even in the primitive environment, there are lots of other big brains around. Mm. <laughs> you mm. Know? Mm. So I don't know. The experiments show really clearly there's these curves, and loss is felt much more deeply than than gain. Mm. So when you when you talk about a good risk, you're dealing with the psychology not just of people but of organizations as well. Right. It's your job as a security person to match the organizations what they call risk appetite, whether they're risk seeking or they're risk averse. Mm. That gets really hard. You know, it's not your job to tell them the mathematical answer. And there are also mathematical dilemmas Leibniz had one which sort of involves infinity, but there's one I like to present to students, which is really simple. You know, we said $12 against $10. Well, just scale that up. It's exactly the same. What if I offered 1200000 to your $1 million? And let's assume that you're able to sell your house, get a loan, get loans from your family, and you're able to scrape together the $1 million. Would you take that bet on the toss of a single coin? No. Not many people would know. <laughs> it's stupid. Mm. Even though mathematically it's the right thing to do.
0: Mm. But mm. if you're wrong, there's much bigger consequences than losing, you know, ten dollars versus gaining twelve.
1: Yes. Yeah. If you're wrong, you're in debt. Yes. And how you and going you've to lost make your house. Yeah, you've lost your house. Yep. And they're not going to keep doing that all day. Mm. You know, you lose three times in a row, you lost three million. You can't put up a stake, all that sort of stuff. But it it involves that doubling up strategy. Mm. I'm pretty sure most listeners will have heard of it. Mm -hmm. Where you double up the next bet to cover your last Mm -hmm. loss. Mm -hmm. Loss hurts twice as much as gain. A huge amount of psychological studies have been done in this since 1979. And 1992 it really took off. So it's called prospect theory. It's really interesting stuff.
0: You wonder why, given that loss hurts twice as much as gain, you'd reckon that that would be a huge deterrent to people going to casinos because they generally lose.
1: Yeah, well, what happens is there's another kind of effect where they, they feel they've got to make it up. Mm. They feel the loss, but they feel they've got to make it up. Mm. And an example of that would be you get someone is wins $100 or is given $100, they feel great, right? Fantastic. Someone wins $200 and a thief comes along and steals 100 they feel bad. Because they've only gained 100, but they feel like they've lost 200, right? They feel twice the loss. So that they're always trying to make up for those losses. Mm. It's a weird behaviour. Mm. It's definitely observable. You mm. know, people mm. are committing suicide all the time, unfortunately.
0: Mm. Yep, I know they've just put which down.
1: again, you know, it's such a bad thing to do to go, you know, the, to gamble at the casino, but.
0: The Balti Bridges just had a big jump-proof fence put right along the length of it. Oh, I didn't know that. I think it might have something to do with Crown Casino being close proximity.
1: Yeah, so interesting allegory for life. So Kerneman wrote a book called Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow. When I first got it, I thought it was going to be about this allegory for life. Veritas, Veritasium talked about, but no, it's about how to sell things to people, how to make them perceive Benefit rather than appeal to rational thought, <laughs> which is a bit sad. Mm. It's such a great theory, you know. I guess the upshot of all of that is that risk analysis is not just a matter of maths, there's a psychology involved in it. With large organizations coming back to information security, it's our job to match the organization with its risk appetite. Yep. A big bank is wanting to protect its money, it feels even though it's got a lot, it feels losses from there a lot. They're risk averse. They might pay for security that you realize is not actually cost benefit. You right,
0: know. yep, in terms of the loss that they're risking and the cost of averting that loss.
1: Yeah. Mm. Whereas a startup, which has already sunk a lot of money in. They've already lost a lot. They feel gains, right? So they're gaining by not paying you for information securities.
0: It's like not insuring yourself rather than insuring yourself.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, because the money from insurance is reducing your capital, Well, mm. in this case, reducing their capital. Mm. Yeah,
0: mm. And if you don't claim on it, it's lost. Well, that's an interesting subject, risk and prospect theory. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for
1: listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestions for future shows.